This is Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtue Zone. Let's get it started. On Dubai I 103.8. It just... Uh, here we go then. Uh, welcome to the show. This is Starting Up uh, with Tom Urquhart and with Virtue Zone. We're live on Dubai I 103.8 FM. We're with you each and every Tuesday through till 11 a.m. Today we turn our attention to how startups and SMEs can protect their brand in an increasingly competitive market. How do you stop your ideas and work from being stolen or copied? Do you copyright or trademark? And how does this work? We'll speak with a legal expert with all the answers in just a few moments' time. And later, we're going to be hearing from the co-founder of the latest property investment startup about their funding news about how they protect their brand. Plus, get your questions in for the company clinic. VirtuZone live in studio to answer your questions um, right here, right now, over the course of the next 60 minutes. And then, of course, uh, they're taking it online. VirtuZone answering your questions after 11 o'clock online. We'll give you the hashtags and the handles in a few moments' time, but stay with us right here on Dubai 103.8. For the next hour, this is Starting Up with VirtuZone. You're listening to Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and VirtuZone. On Dubai Eye 103.8. So how do you reach out and get in touch? As I said, text messages on 4001. We can have your say online. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, you can find uh, us at Dubai Eye 103.8 FM and at VirtuZone for our friends at VirtuZone. Twitter, it's at Dubai I1038 FM and at VirtuZone underscore UAE. The hashtags, the all important hashtags are hashtag starting up with VirtuZone and hashtag be your own boss. Get in touch with the show. It'd be lovely to hear from you. And the good news is it ain't just me because the CEO of VirtuZone is alongside me for the next hour. It is a warm welcome back to the show to Georges Hage. George, good to see you as always. Uh, busy week for you guys. Thanks, Tom. Pleasure to be here. Yes, it's a busy week. It's been actually a busy few months. Uh, I was telling you before the show, I haven't seen Dubai like this since 2004. So um, so uh, good things happening, my friend. It's rock and roll at the moment. OK, there's only one way for us to kick off uh, the show. And it is, of course, looking at some of the big stories of the week. Well briefed. The business stories you need to know this week. Now, for all those that are well-briefed and all those that uh, uh, are well-briefed via social media, you can't have missed a campaign that is fast on route to going viral at the moment, be it on Insta, be it on uh, other social platforms, or, of course, on some of the biggest billboards that I've ever seen here in the UAE. Uh, The online stuff sounds a little bit like this. I bought this motorbike with the money I made from VirtuZone's referral program, earning up to 3,000 dirhams for every person I referred. What would you buy? It's brilliant. It is very creative. Got a lot of people talking, a lot of people chatting, a lot uh, of big names also commenting on the posts uh, and uh, the outdoor advertising as well. George, this new referral program, work of genius. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Absolutely. That's what we wanted to do. We wanted to get people talking about it. You know, uh, you can refer a friend and, 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 and earn, uh, earn funds for every person that you refer and all the persons that refer under him and so on and so forth. You know, a big, big 
part of our business is referrals. We work very hard on uh, on service, on making people happy, so people will refer their friends to us and their their acquaintances to us. And this was just an accumulation of of, of great ideas uh, uh, together. We created this great video. That's that's obviously uh, it is making a lot of noise. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it it doesn't leave anybody indifferent. Put it this way. So I invite everybody to go and have a look at the video, whether on our social media or on our YouTube channel. And for sure, you'll you'll see it in the next few days as people are sharing it. A lot of big names, like you said, are commenting on it. It leaves nobody indifferent. And that was the idea. The idea was to, to attract some attention. And, um, you know, another thing that's attracted a lot of attention is is a couple of billboards that we have up with Just Soul, the famous character who's who's incredibly funny um, and who hasn't, that's his first, that's actually his first billboard. So, so uh, I've had a lot of drivers give me a call or send me a message, a little cheeky message about him because he is a very, very comedic uh, character. So we're happy, we're happy about all of this. Well, if that's his first billboard, he started, he started large, that's for sure, because they is big billboards. So there's one down on Umsukim. The, the one on Umsukim is 100 meters, 100 meters large, believe it or not. That's huge. 100 meters, I think, by 13 or 17 meters high. So about, about three of you. That's a big just soul, isn't it? <laughs> but, sorry, about seven or eight of you. <laughs> yeah, that's a big just soul. So I invite everybody to go, go to the platform. Um, and, 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 and sign up. It's very, it's very easy and, and, and you can make lots of money that way. Eye-catching online campaign, eye-catching uh, uh, out, uh, outdoor, ca- out, outdoor campaign as well. The message is, is, is simple. Refer and you could be getting cash. Refer and earn. That simple. Refer and earn. It's, it's an easy way to make passive income. Everybody's always thinking about are they going to make passive income. Everybody wants to start a business. Everybody starts a business at one point or another. Be the one that refers that person and let's take it from there. Uh, that is just one of the big stories, one of the big talking points uh, of the week. Have you had a look at the outdoor campaign? Have you been uh, past the billboards? Have you seen the online stuff? Any comments you'd like to make, uh, send them our way now. Text us on 4001. In fact, we'll get to all those questions towards the end of the show. Already people texting in asking uh, how they refer, what's the best way to go about it. We will address all of these for you shortly. In the meantime, though, uh, there are other big stories. As George was just saying there, you know, uh, we can't get through through six days, seven days, without big uh, news headlines uh, dropping when it comes to the startup and the SME space here in the region at the moment. And the last week has been exactly the same. Startups in the MENA region raising almost $110 million across 35 deals in May, according to new data from WAMDA. Most of the investment concentrated in Saudi Arabia. Nine startups there raising more than $46 million, followed by Egypt with $32 million. UAE third, seven startups raising 28.4 million. How did you read those figures, George? Listen, I I was just telling you, I haven't seen Dubai like this since 2004. There's a lot of, and not just Dubai, the region in general, there's a lot of money coming in, which we call foreign direct investment or FDI. Um, I don't know if you've been watching the financial news a lot, Tom, but uh, there's more and more talk of inflation and upcoming inflation. What inflation is, is inflation basically money losing its value. So the dollar today or the dirham today is not worth what it's, what, what it won't be worth what it's worth today in five years, for example. And that's called inflation because it's losing its purchasing power within time. People are realizing this. So people are kind of in a race to uh, invest their cash. Instead of keeping it in the bank, they're, go- they're in a race to invest their cash. And one of the best returns you can get on your cash is investing in startups and investing in, in, in tech companies these days, for example. And a lot of that capital coming in is going towards financing uh, startups, st- you know, for financing these new up-and-coming tech firms. Uh, because, st- you know, any, any investment uh, advisor will tell you very early you need to diversify, right? So people will put money in stock. People 
people will buy gold, people will buy real estate. One of the one of the areas where you need to diversify is actually investing in small companies and smart small or big companies. And a lot of that these examples that we're seeing here of, of big money going to investing in startups is part of diversifying your portfolio because money is losing its value through inflation. So it is always best to invest it into these uh, ventures. Mm. Um, in terms of the, the sort of regional breakdown as well, I mean, a lot of noise coming out of Saudi Arabia at the moment. Egypt second. I mean, Egypt has had uh, a long tradition of sort of startups in recent years, has it? Well, uh, you know, Egypt... Uh, it's so huge as well, I suppose, it's, it's, it? I mean, it's, it's the biggest market in the region. It's yeah. not that difficult. It's the biggest market in the Arab world it's an educated market uh, you know high level high level of education mm. uh, within the egyptian population especially at a, at a at a higher level like i was saying uh creative creative minds uh and egypt it has been has been a hot spot for startups uh, lately uh you know the whole the whole region is getting into especially tech startups and it's the big thing now right you look at the zuckerbergs you look at the bezos you look at these guys the elon musks and everybody wants to be one of those yeah. um and tech is big at the moment and egypt being the biggest population with with a fairly fairly uh, well educated uh, population uh, is, is a hotspot mm. for it. Let's talk a Pontier if we can, because uh, they are a Dubai and Riyadh based startup that acquires and grows e-commerce brands. They raised twenty million dollars in seed funding. That news coming through yesterday. Launched in March of this year, uh, the business buys high performing brands across the region and then scales them up. In a statement, the company said it aims to nurture and build the entrepreneurial e-commerce ecosystem right here in the region. They also plan to open offices in Istanbul, Cairo and Lagos in the coming months. Good news is we're going to get them here uh, on Starting Up with Virtuzone next week. That's June the 15th. But yet again, um, you know, we're not talking insignificant amounts of money here. We're not talking, you know, your $500,000 or something like that, which would go a long way for a number of startups. 20 million in seed funding. Listen, a lot of VCs are coming to the region, uh, venture capitalists, right? So, so you're getting people from from the US, you're getting people from London, you're getting people from the rest of Europe. Uh, they are more and more interested. The, the 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 game here is you need to get into a company before everybody anybody else does, right? So you want to find these little gems before anybody else does. And uh, the market's quite saturated if you look at Silicon Valley or if you look at London or some of these markets or, or the Nordic countries. So coming here, you will still find gems that are untapped or that are untouched. And a lot of these VCs are coming into the region. So you're going to see a lot of money coming into the region in the next, in the next few years and investing into those, call them local companies. But as you know, nothing in tech is local. Everything is scalable. Uh, right, let's turn our attention to our first guest. Uh, looking forward to this one in just a few moments' time. Charles is going to be joining us uh, in just a, a couple of mo's with a very legal perspective today, and with good reason as well. We want to talk IP, intellectual property, um, competitive market, everything that George has just said there and more. Uh, there are plenty of ideas being fed into the system at the moment. So how do you protect that idea? If you've got that great billion dollar idea, like the aforementioned billionaires, then how do you protect it from somebody else just nicking your idea and doing it a little bit better? Uh, what are the best ways to go about that? Is this one of the areas that you think that people not take for granted, but don't give enough consideration before a launch. Absolutely. You never need it until you need it. Until right? you need it. Yeah, so, yeah. so yeah. I mean, I'll give you an example. We at VirtuZone, we've been copied, copied numerous, numerous times. Some companies calling themselves Virtual Zone and, some, and, 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 and whatnot and building these websites. And until we needed it, we didn't know the value of having the trademark or copyright. Believe it or not, even our, 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 our Be Your Own Boss hashtag is trademarked. So, mm. uh, you know, 
paper in hand, certificate in hand, we went to the DED, the DED shut down these companies or asked them to change their names, mm. as simple as that. So that's how powerful a tool like this is. Yeah, um, It could be uh, the making or breaking of your uh, company, of your idea, of your startup. Um, and, you know, the very nature of a startup is you want it to continue. The startup is just one hurdle to get over. So how do you protect your intellectual property, your rights and your brand? That's what we discuss with uh, some world-class uh, legal advice in just a few moments' time. You're back with Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtuzone. Only on Dubai I 103.8. Indeed you are, and we're asking you to get in touch with the show. A number of ways for you to do that. You can give us a call. Uh, you can text us on 4001. Uh, the phone call is 204871 Isa, Zena, Benji taking your calls this morning, so feel free to give us a buzz if you wish. Or, or equally, why not get in touch online? It is at virtue zone at virtue zone underscore uae or of course your average uh, your everyday uh, dubai i want a 3.8 fm handles at uh, the hashtags though all important uh, starting up with virtue zone and hashtag be your own boss and uh, if you're looking to continue to be your own boss well uh, you need to consider your ip Many startups and SMEs fail to consider their intellectual property in the early stages of their business. Some may see it as, well, just too costly, too complex or too confusing. Just let's, well, let's get it launched first and then we can deal with that afterwards. So how important is it to protect your brand early on from the very start? Is it essential for a startup? And how do you go about the process? Uh, we're going to be joined now by the managing partner at law firm CVML. He's advised many startups and SMEs on this issue. He joins us live on the line and also live on Microsoft Teams this morning. It is a warm welcome to Charles Dersahakian, who joins us uh, live this morning. Charlie, thanks so much indeed for your time. Hello there. Really appreciate you uh, giving us your time and your expertise this morning. So thank you so much indeed for this one. First and foremost, simple question just to get us uh, kick-started. Why, why is it important? Not important is the wrong word. Why is it imperative that you protect your brand from the very, very beginning? I would use a word more um, uh, stronger than imperative. It is cardinal. Um, uh, your uh, a brand um, is uh, a connection between uh, a business and um, and its consumers. It is um, uh, a promise that uh, a business provides to its consumers. Now, uh, although the developing uh, a brand requires significant time and investment, destroying a brand could happen really, really fast. Now, with the um, uh, widespread use of the internet in today's business, uh, copycats can can be everywhere, um, uh, and uh, copycats can destroy a brand faster than anyone can think. Virtuzone, uh, uh, speaking of um, uh, of destroying uh, of copycats, Virtuzone has been um, uh, subject to um, uh, many copycats. Has been facing uh, those copycats for years. And it takes real efforts um, uh, to maintain uh, the image um, that a business owner uh, invests in building. Yeah. So let's let's start with a few of the, the terms, because a lot of us will sort of will have a sort of working knowledge of the terms. But how many of us actually fully understand them? What's the difference to between a trademark or a copyright? And is one better than the other? Well, um, um, 
I would say a trademark is uh, anything having a distinctive uh, form, such as uh, a name, a word, uh, a signature, a letter. Uh, could be a figure, a drawing, a logo. So anything that is distinctive um, uh, could be considered as a trademark. While um, according to the UAE laws, um, uh, copyright is um, uh, any created uh, compilation uh, in the scope of letters, arts, science, uh, whatsoever is the type, mode of expression, the value or purpose. So uh, as a, um, a copyright, um, uh, could be um, a, a, a book, um, an essay, a written work, a piece of music, a lecture, an address. Um, uh, I would say um, uh, there is a huge difference mm. and the perception of uh, the difference uh, might not be um, easy for um, uh, um, uh, a, a, a new uh, uh, business person. Mm. Nevertheless, um, uh, it is clearly defined in the law. Yeah, Charlie, as Charlie was saying, it is, it is, it is absolutely. I love, I love the lawyer work there. It's not imperative, Tom. It's cardinal <laughs> to uh, to uh, to to get a copyright or a trademark. And if I understand correctly, Charlie, so basically, a trademark would be applied more to a logo or to a certain uh, creative thing or a name or 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 one of these, whereas. Um, uh, copyright would be more on the actual ensemble of, of, of work, so uh, like intellectual property or uh, knowledge or know-how or these things. So to give a clear example, to uh, like for example, if it was to be ARN, protecting ARN would be a trademark, whereas protecting uh, the business breakfast content and all that, or ver you know starting up with Virtue Zone, that would be copyright. Is that correct? That's pretty much it. Yes. Okay. And are they are they mandatory? Is is registration of a trademark or copyright here mandatory? I wouldn't say it is mandatory, but a trademark registration um, uh, in the UAE uh, includes many steps. So um, uh, uh, you can decide whether uh, to register or not register your trademark. Mm. But not registering your trademark can lead to destroying your trademark and reserving those rights uh, through a registration uh, can give you the right to uh, object to um, uh, any infringer, uh, any uh, copycat, as we said. So, Charlie, quick question. If today I, have, I, I come up with a brand and I call it, you know, call it Charlie Inc., whatever you want to call it, and yeah. I go out and open a company and I invest millions of dollars into this company and we, the company starts up and it's successful, but we never do the trademarking of the brand. Can anybody just go and, and open Charlie Inc.? Yeah, well, um, uh, even if, if you are registered, you have to, um, there is a, a, a very important notion here that a registration can only protect you in the jurisdiction in which you are registered. Okay, so I would need to register it in every country that I'm operating in? If that's what uh, you intend, if that's where you intend to protect your rights, yes. Okay, so it's not, you don't register just one place and then you're protected all over the world. You have to do it in every single that's, country. And uh, sorry, Joe, here we have to defer between a trademark and the copyright. For trademarks, it is only protected in the jurisdiction where you are registered. For uh, uh, copyrights, it is uh, uh, protected on a, on a global level uh, and that's uh, in according with the Berne Convention. Interesting. Okay, so it's it's registered. They're all registered. Copyrights are all registered in Switzerland. Well, uh, uh, yeah, 
the convention is okay. uh, took place in Bern. No, it's not registered in Switzerland. All right. So it's re it's registered in every uh, office in every city or in every country. All right. With that in mind, Charles, is that is that one of the pitfalls that you would or one of the problems that potentially you've seen when it comes to small businesses, SMEs, startups? Um, do they do they overlook these things when they are starting up? Because maybe when you are launching, you're not thinking about a, a, a an expansion across the region or even further afield. That's yeah. That's pretty much it. a brand is um, um, is an intangible perception in consumer minds concerning uh, qualities and attributes of a business products or service of a business product or service. Um, um, this perception, if it is uh, left unattended, uh, someone else will be uh, eventually interested in register it, and then you uh, you wake up one day and you find yourself. Uh, uh, developing a brand that is now owned by someone else. Mm. And, and do they have an expiry date, uh, trademarks and copyrights? Do you have to update them? Yes, of course. For uh, trademarks, uh, it expires after 10 years of registration. Uh, and um, for uh, copyrights, it is usually um, uh, protected uh, for a period of 40 years and um, registered uh, um, uh, the economic rights of the authors in, in that sense uh, of uh, collective works, except the authors of applied arts, are usually protected for a period of 50 years be beginning from the first day of um, the registration uh, or the publication uh, in case that the author is a, a legal person. But in case the author is a natural person, the period will be calculating according to the rule um, uh, stipulated in the law. Mm. Charlie, if somebody's listening now and saying, uh, oh, you know what, this is a very good point, I need to trademark my brand or, or copyright my work, what is, what is the steps that they need to, to, do, to, take, to, to take to do that? Well, they need to uh, find the right uh, agent to assist them in this registration. Uh, the steps usually are, uh, we um, uh, uh, are, conducting, are conducted through an initial research uh, to check if uh, the brand that is being registered has been already registered by someone else or not. Uh, a certain documentation and application needs to be filled. Um, approach uh, should be made to the Ministry of Economy where the registration should be made. And that's, we're talking about trademark again, not about copyright. Mm. Uh, and it takes uh, somewhere between uh, six to 12 months to uh, finalize the uh, application. We've, the registration, sorry. We've had a question come through, Charles, um, from one of our uh, listeners and viewers this morning saying, what if I have the trademark here in the UAE? How much uh, would it cost me to save it internationally? Well, internationally, would say it would cost a lot because a trademark should be registered in every jurisdiction. Hmm. And every jurisdiction has its own pricing, its own uh, timelines and its own procedure. So that would set you back a little bit, that's for sure. Okay, so that would be a difficult one. Okay, um, here's another but, one. Uh, Go on. Allow me to, to uh, continue the, uh, the idea. Uh, for startups, it is important to start registering your business, uh, your trademark, where your business exists. So if you are a UAE startup, you should start by registering it in the UAE at a wider uh, level in the GCC, in the Middle East, and so on and so forth. Uh, it goes with the business uh, growth.
Yeah, so basically, as soon as you grow into new markets, start to, you know you can go and, and, and trade market there rather than just go out and trade market everywhere from the beginning, which would be very costly. Mm. Unless you have the budget. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen often. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Charles, we've got time for just one more as well. About 30 seconds left with you. Uh, if, Charles, you had to uh, tell us the most common excuse you hear from clients as to why they didn't get a trademark or a copyright, uh, re- referring to uh, SMEs and startups here, what is the most common excuse as to why people do not? We didn't know we should. Mm-hmm. That's a very, very common response uh, when when things go wrong, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So yeah, everyone. <laughs> so is it is usually the case that it's too late? Uh, is it too late, or can it be redeemed? Well, it is not too late, but uh, the, what we see is usually an idea coming up in uh, in uh, Dubai, let's say, and then uh, a copycat uh, pops up in Egypt or mm. in Lebanon or in uh, Saudi Arabia, and now we're talking about here the region. And they register it somewhere else. And then uh, you see sometimes big companies, um, um, multinationals, facing an issue with regi- with forgetting to register a brand in one jurisdiction. And then they find themselves in a, uh, um, in a dispute that is that was completely unnecessary. But that's why we're here. But that's why we're here, Tom, to educate these people <laughs> on these things, and that's why we have the show. And that's why Charlie's been kind enough to give us his time as well. Listen, I won't take up any more of your time, Charles. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much indeed for uh, the free advice this morning. Obviously, if people want to find out more, they can contact you via the crew at CVML. But Charles, thank you much, so much indeed for uh, joining us live on the line today. Tom, thank you for having us. George, thank you. Thanks, Charlie. Startup Spotlight. Uh, Now to the property investment company that's making a real buzz in the market at the moment. Stake is the latest property crowdfunding platform right here in the UAE. It launched in December, if I'm not wrong, and just last week it announced that it had secured $4 million in funding to expand its operations. Here's Catherine Cunningham to explain a bit more about the company. Stake is a Dubai-based digital investment platform. It allows users to browse pre-vetted listings with specs, valuations and forecasts. They can invest from as little as 2,000 dirhams and will receive a portion of the proceeds from the rent and expected long-term capital appreciation. Stake is regulated by the Dubai Financial Services Authority and so far has more than 4,000 subscribers. Co-founder Manar Mahamasani. Stake is a digital investment platform that lets anyone invest in income generating properties with whatever budget they have and in a matter of minutes. Real estate is one of the most important asset classes to own and to build long-term wealth, but it's pretty inaccessible for most people and it's quite opaque. Also, in our experience, it doesn't always result in the best outcome for the retail investor. We set out to change that by lowering the barrier to entry, selecting the best deals in the market, and providing all the transparency you need to make an informed investment decision. Stake now plans to expand its team and operations. Well, I'm happy to say that the co-founder at Stake, uh, you just heard from there, is able to join us live on the line and live via Microsoft Teams. Manal, really appreciate your time this morning. Hi, Tom. Thanks for having me. Not at all. Thanks so much indeed for taking time to speak to George and myself. And first and foremost, congratulations on the latest uh, funding. What are you going to do with the money and how, do you, how, do you, how, do, how are you going to use it to expand and grow the brand? Uh, well, look, we, we were quite pleased with the result. We uh, set out to raise $2 million originally and we ended up with four. 
Uh, it gives us quite a, a good runway uh, in terms of uh, building out the business, uh, starting from the product uh, side, uh, you know, expanding the team, uh, really investing in our technology is, is, is where uh, most of the kind of capital is going as well as uh, sales and marketing. Uh, and, and obviously there's uh, you know, a great degree of, uh, of projects that we have uh, in the pipeline that we want to invest in. So it's all going to uh, great use. Um, Tom? Look, the, the concept's pretty big. I think it's fair to say, I mean, crowdfunding property investment uh, it has been big for a while in, in, in countries like the US and, and, and areas there. Not so here for quite some time. Why, what in, why in your opinion, is it, is it really taking off here in the UAE now? Well, uh, it's a good question. Uh, in the past, some people had, you know, some founders had started, uh, you know, trying to uh, operate a business like this. Uh, it was quite challenging because it was, a, you know, uh, the regulations and the legal framework wasn't there. Mm. Um, up until recently in 2019, uh, the DFSA rolled out a framework uh, that kind of governs the crowd investing uh, model, uh, which, you know, we fall under. Um, and really, uh, we set out to build a, a different kind of uh, platform, really, that is technology-driven, uh, that uh, allows anyone effectively uh, to invest with whatever budget that they have uh, in, uh, you know, income-generating prime uh, residential properties uh, starting in Dubai uh, with, you know, uh, in a, within a matter of minutes. Uh, it's all done online. Uh, and we're seeing a tr- tremendous amount of uh, investor interest from the retail investor community coming our way. We've actually just crossed uh, uh, 5,000 users on the platform uh, and, and, and are growing uh, quite uh, significantly m- month on month. With that success, heads start to turn, the sharks start to circle, and the copycats start to also awake from their slumber as well. Um, (laughs) Some bright spark once said that imitation is the greatest form of flattery, all good and well, unless you're in a startup space. How do you, A, differentiate yourself from others coming into the market? How how do you protect your uniqueness and your, your brand? Uh, well, going into protection, I can talk about uh, how we've tried to safeguard our brand and, and, and our technology, our IP. Uh, but how we, uh, you know, differentiate ourselves as a business is really focusing on uh, product, uh, ensuring that the uh, the platform is a you know seamless experience for the user. Uh, usually, you know, investing in real estate comes with a lot of hassle, a lot of admin paperwork and so on. So the ease part is, is the first box that we really want to do very well. And, and, and so far we've done not so bad for our first five, six months, but there's a lot uh, we, we have you know, in, in the works uh, to roll out. And having technology at the uh, core uh, of, of our offering or how we do things as we operate uh, to operate more efficiently uh, is, is really one of our you know, key you know, DNA uh, aspects. I think, uh, you know, engineering comes uh, in the essence of what we do when it comes to operations, when it comes to sales and marketing, when it comes to uh, 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 finance uh, and product, of course, uh, as we're, you know, an online business. Um, but at the same time, you know, uh, we differentiate ourselves by focusing on the best properties and staying independent. So for us, it's really key to stay in prime properties in Dubai. Um, 
that's because you know they offer uh, you know the best kind of risk-adjusted returns. Uh, and and really, at the end of the day, because you know we're offering stakes, uh, you know, a share in a property, because you're not uh, you know forking out all that capital into mm-hmm. one unit. Um, it's really a, a, a means of diversifying uh, your real estate portfolio with the same amount of capital that you know you would typically have uh, to use in, in, in one unit, uh, and you know you take less risk uh, doing that. It's um, interesting to, to see answer the, your. It's interesting, Sorry, go ahead. it's interesting to see the difference between brick and mortar businesses and online businesses, isn't it? Whereas Manar is saying, well. We invest in, or we focus on the product, whereas brick mortar, you know, businesses will say we focus on the client, mm. right? So, um, Manar, I wanted to ask you: one of the biggest challenges when you have a small uh, or, or or a low uh, entry barrier in terms of ticket ticket size is you get a lot more investors. So you get a lot of, you got a lot more investors at two thousand, five thousand, ten thousand dirhams than you would if your minimum ticket size was half a million, for example, Absolutely. or 250,000. How do you manage the customer service? How do you manage the complaints? Because there, there's bound to be complaints. How do you manage people's questions and, 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 and question marks and so on and so forth when you have 5,000 investors instead of having 10 or 15? Because I would imagine that would be one of the challenges of having a, a lower ticket size. Absolutely. This goes to the heart of the, uh, the, the, uh, the point I was making before that engineering and uh, technology is at the essence of, of what we do uh, as a business. Uh, it kind of runs all our processes, and the idea is to systematize most, you know, if not all, of our of our processes. There is a lot of uh, manual handholding that we have to do over the phone and and conversating uh, with investors to, um, you know, explain how everything works. It's still a very new uh, product, uh, you know, out in the market. So uh, that 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 comes with the territory in a way. Uh, but you know, when it comes to the vast majority, we're really trying to build a, uh, an experience that you can uh, sign up, uh, get onboarded, uh, browse, fund your wallet, and invest. You know, uh, as you know, kind of easily as possible uh, by yourself, uh, without without having you know any human interaction. Uh, and that's really what's what we're solving for. And um, how do you, or how have you been able to do at best you can, obviously, because we know that this is a volatile market. How were you be able? How are you able to estimate future values of uh, properties? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, so at the moment, it's really human expertise. Myself and my co-founder Rami, who's been in the market for the last fifteen years, uh, have a great network of uh, you know developers, brokers. Um, asset owners, you know, property managers, and and so on that uh, own 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 large portfolios, uh, and that we can secure quality assets uh, that are performing on day one. Again, we we focus on residential, um, you know, uh, finished properties. There's a large stock of finished properties in Dubai. You don't have to uh, look too far, and especially in prime areas, uh, the opportunities uh, are, are are in our opinion quite attractive from a, a risk return perspective. The, uh, the way we uh, secure these assets is, you know, firstly now, uh, you know, through our network, uh, but we, we find value. Actually, we get, you know, so much supply come our way that we have to run through a, a criteria uh, to um, kind of filter down to the uh, best return uh, assets or opportunities that in our view will give the max, you know, maximum return on investment. Uh, given the risk, of course, uh, and and we're doing that at the moment, you know, using our, our our 
due diligence process, in-house due diligence process. We have to do it. The regulations uh, of the DFSA also require us to do it. Uh, but what we're working on in parallel is really to kind of uh, have a, uh, a data model, a machine learning algorithm that we're working on uh, that will guide us as well in parallel to mm. find that value and be able to capitalize on it. And also, it's almost like it's a predictive model as well that will tell us, uh, you know, what is, what is the return potential for a property. Manar, really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much indeed uh, for taking time to speak to us. Uh, you've been working your socks off since the launch in December and well before. You're still enjoying it, Manar? Absolutely. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a fantastic experience. It's a can't complain. I'm, uh, yeah, the only the only part is that we're you know working uh, uh, harder than ever. <laughs> uh, but that all, comes uh, with the territory. It will all pay off. That's for sure. It's already paying off. So congratulations again on that latest uh, funding uh, to you, Manar Mamasani, the co-founder at Stake. We thank you very much indeed. Cheers, Manar. Thank you, Tom. Cheers. Take care. Uh, good to speak with him out there. Uh, another uh, founder, a co-founder uh, of uh, another successful startup here in the region. We're going to be answering some of your startup questions with the team from Virtue Zone next. Company Clinic. Uh, big thanks to uh, George Ajaj, the CEO of Virtue Zone, for being with us here today. Lots of questions coming through for us uh, today, and we appreciate all of them. A lot of them about the new, brand new referral campaign as well. This, uh, George, is of course in line with your new outside uh, advertising, but also online advertising—a two-pronged attach. Correct, and uh, the video online has been attracting a lot of attention, has uh, being shared a lot. Uh, we're very happy with the traction that we have from that, and obviously we've gotten a lot, a lot, a lot of comments on our outside billboards, which are on Sheikh Zayed Road at the Trade Center um, level, and here on Um Sukaim Road with the famous Just Soul. So, so it's all a bit humorous. It's all a bit of fun. It's what we need at the um, moment. Exactly, and it's 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 just to attract some attention, get people talking, and that's what referrals are all about. A referral.vc.ae. That's where you need to go. It's as simple as that. Basically, referral.vc.ae. Refer somebody. If it all works out, you could be getting some cash uh, di- direct into your account. Uh, that's what Virtue Zone are doing. Here's some uh, text messages that have come in over the course uh, of uh, the last few days and the last uh, 50 minutes or so. This one from Lena George. I've been told it's easy to get a DED license, 1,200 dirhams, that's all. But what can and can't you do with that license? That's from Lena. All right, so I think we've talked about that one before quite some time ago. No, it's easy to get a DED license, yes. The 1,200 license is uh, is not a normal license. It's something that allows you to do some arts and crafts. You can't open a bank account with it, a corporate bank account. you got to get a visa on it. There's a lot of things that you can do with it. Uh, another one that's come through from Arjun this morning saying, I'm currently unemployed. Sorry, I'm currently employed, but want to go to freelance. My wife is under my company's visa at the moment. Uh, could I sponsor her as a freelancer or maybe set up a company and we can both take visas under that? The best way to do it is clearly to set up a company uh, with one shareholder where he would uh, he would be the, the main shareholder and owner of the company and then he could sponsor his wife under that. Freelancers, uh, it's a bit more tricky. It's, it's, it's a very vague concept. Um, one story that's obviously been making a lot of headlines uh, throughout the course of the week and maybe one we can, we can expand on a bit further here uh, because I'm sure it's something that VirtuZone has been contacted about. Dubai Economy um, issuing guidelines clarifying the procedures for full ownership for foreign 
investors. As per guidelines published by Dubai Economy on its website at the beginning of this week, 100% foreign ownership available for more than 1,000 commercial and industrial activities, excluding economic activities with the strategic impact, which are in seven sectors only. Uh, look, we've all been going through the 1,000 industrial activities. We've all been going through the seven sectors and working out who, what, when, where. None more so than the crew at VirtuZone as well. What's What's the, the VZ sort of reaction to these latest guidelines? Well, listen, we get, it's funny because if it's with my friends, they'll tell you, well, you know, this really must affect your business. Yeah. Actually, what they don't understand is that it affects our business very positively. Yeah. News like this saying that you can be 100% owner of your own company in, in on, on mainland attracts so much FDI. It's incredible. A lot of people were resilient to come to the UAE or set up their business in the UAE because the only place they can have 100% full ownership was in the free zones. Now you can do it on mainland. In terms of how the legislation changes, so basically... Most trading activities now do not require you to have uh, a local partner. You can have 100% ownership, but uh, you cannot be a limited liability company anymore, which is important for a lot of uh, for a lot of people. So there are some pros and cons. Definitely, definitely positive news. Uh, take it as 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 a general rule of thumb. If it's anything into trading, then you don't need a local sponsor anymore. If it's anything in services, then you will require a local sponsor. Manufacturer manufacturing in a lot of cases, you will not need a local sponsor. Um, that being said. If you have an existing company with a local sponsor uh, or a local partner, then you have to negotiate with him to get him out or, or, or for him to leave if you want to have the 100% ownership. It's not an automatic thing where you can now just do, renew without uh, without the local sponsor. And that's a very important thing. So any existing companies that have a local partner or local, co- uh, or local uh, sponsor, uh, they will have to voluntarily withdraw from the business to allow the, the partner to have 100% ownership. Um, Joad's been in touch with us, uh, says, could you ask George, uh, can you give me some guidance as to, uh, or can he recommend a license with the least amount of cost, the purpose only being visa? Well, technically speaking, you're not supposed to open a company just to get a visa, but I understand where he's coming from with the question. I, I can tell you what the, what the cheapest at the moment or, or what are the, the best value uh, licenses uh, will probably be in the Northern Emirates, one of the Northern Emirates licenses. Let him get in touch with the team uh, with the team at VirtuZone, and I'm sure they'll be able to give him the best the best possible price. It's interesting we talk in budget there. Maybe I could, uh, I know it's very rude to talk about money, but when it comes to uh, your future, when it comes to your visions as well, is that... Is is that one thing that people get wrong, the budgets that they need to set aside? The reason I'm asking is intellectual property. It's been our big talking point today. Um, if you have a defined, a, finite, a definitive budget in front of you, maybe it is the one well, thing that you cut corners on. Yeah, well, that that, that is... Legal costs, <laughs> trademarks. Correct, correct. And you know why, uh, to be honest, Tom, and I'm not plugging uh, ourselves here or anything, that's why it's important to talk to somebody like VirtuZone before you set up your company so you have a visibility, a clear visibility on the costs. You see a lot of ads out there, we face this every day, or, or our clients calling us or telling us, oh yeah, what you know, like for example, this license for 1,200 dirhams, oh well, I can get it for 1,200 dirhams, how come it's 20,000 with you? What you don't understand is that whatever people are advertising is not the final thing you have to pay. So you might need a license, you might need the visa, you might need have some, you might have, you might have some professional fees on top of that, you might have some sponsorship fees, you might have some office fees, some Ijari fees, some, and what you think is 3,000 dirhams ends up being 45,000 dirhams. Mm. So 
It's important to compare apples to apples. It's important to ask all the questions. Don't be shy, especially with especially with the team at Virtuzone. Ask them all the questions. Ask them what budgets you should put aside uh, for, for, for the foreseeable future in order to run your business. It's very, very important. It's a very good point that you bring up because people think that, you know what, I saw this ad for 10 grand, so 10,000 dirhams and I'm ready to go. I can start tomorrow morning and I'm ready to operate. That's not the way it works. Yeah, and especially given you know what people think about legal fees and they think about talking to, to partner at a legal firm for advice on, they think, oh, no, I can't afford that. I'd rather just get up and running and then maybe we'll do that after year one or whatever. And for example, with VirtuZone, you can buy a package, for example, of five hours of legal fees for a certain amount that will cost you half of what it will cost you. We cater to this industry. We cater to these types of businesses. So everything that we put out there and the value-added services that we put out there are having uh, lower budgets in mind and having having the fact that people need to to, to, to spend as little as possible to start their businesses. George, it's been a good one. Uh, we have loads of questions we haven't been able to get to, uh, but worry not because our friends at Virtue Zone continue the fun straight after we have gone off air. Uh, if you would like to continue to interact with them online, you can do so. It's at Virtue Zone underscore UAE on Twitter uh, or, of course, at Virtue Zone on Facebook and Insta. Referral.vc.ae if you want to take advantage of their latest huge offering when it comes to billboards, Insta and all. Um, thank you very much indeed. Lovely to catch up with you uh, as always, George. Enjoy the rest of the day. Enjoy the rest of the week as well. And you, Tom. Thanks. It's nice being here again and I'll see you in a couple of weeks, I guess. We will indeed. We will do it all again uh, next week from 10 o'clock in the morning. A huge thanks to uh, Virtue Zone CEO, George Hajaj, for joining us live this morning. We'll be back uh, with more live on air next week. In the meantime, though, you can continue that conversation online.